Hey gang, welcome to day one of your Cloud Essentials journey. So let's get the big stuff out the way. What exactly is the cloud? So the cloud, super simple, straight to the point, is somebody else's computer. Yep, that's it, that's all. With cloud computing, you have access to cloud servers and cloud computers anytime you want. And you can put anything you want on those cloud servers and those cloud computers at any time you want, as long as you have a connection to the internet. So let's talk about a few cloud service models that you guys need to know. So the most popular and the most common are gonna be SaaS, PaaS, and IaaS. So the first one we wanna talk about is SaaS, or Software as a Service. So SaaS makes things super simple and super easy for the user. It requires zero installation and it's always there when you need it. So a few examples of SaaS would be Gmail, Dropbox, Slack, Netflix, YouTube. All of these will be considered SaaS service models. So with SaaS, it pretty much puts zero burden and zero responsibility on you. Everything is already there for you with a SaaS or a software as a service model. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to drop in the comments some examples of SaaS software and the SaaS thing that you use. I already named Netflix and YouTube and a few others, but there's a myriad, there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of other examples that we can use. Make sure you drop a few for me in the comments. So next up, we're gonna talk about IaaS or infrastructure as a service. So unlike SaaS with IaaS, you're gonna be dependent on somebody else's whole shebang of bang. You're gonna be dependent on somebody else's computer, somebody else's network, somebody else's processing power, right? So with IaaS, you're pretty much borrowing somebody else's machine, somebody else's server, right? Let's say that you don't wanna buy a server that has 20 terabytes of storage, 100 gigs of RAM, and a super fast 32 core processor. Say that you're doing something that's really intensive, you're trying to edit 100 videos at a time and you don't wanna buy a $10,000 computer. If you don't wanna do that, you can actually rent or have a monthly prescription or just pay as you go with a IaaS. So you're pretty much borrowing remotely somebody else's device, somebody else's server, so you can actually implement the things you wanna implement. So a few examples of this would be Alls or AWS and also Microsoft Azure. Just like we did with SaaS, instead of you giving me examples of products or software that actually would be IaaS, I want you to give me a scenario. In the comments, drop or formulate a scenario on a reason why you would use IaaS. Jane wants to do XYZ, so this is why she would use IaaS or infrastructure as a service. So PaaS takes IaaS to the next level. So PaaS is platform as a service. So PaaS actually allows you to customize everything from the ground up. So IaaS, pretty much you get what you get. Pass, you can pretty much create whatever you are imagine and budget, imagination and your budget can actually handle. Pass is where that will come in because it includes developers. So if you're creating an app, developers will code everything and code is just the language and the framework and what makes everything work in the background. Okay, I want this button to do this and then I want it to open this web page and then I want it to be a video that pops up. Just whatever the application, whatever you want it to do, it would be everything in IaaS, but on top of that, it would include 
DevOps and developers, which is just development operations, right? A coder will come in or a developer will come in. You would pretty much lay out, this is what I want my application to do. And they would literally make exactly what you want, okay? So SAS, IaaS, and PaaS. Make sure that you drop in the comments a scenario. What's a scenario? You should already know the drill by now. What's a scenario that somebody would use PaaS for? What, what would be a reason an organization or a person would want to actually use PaaS? All of these service models have different pricing structures. Some of them may even be free. Some may be crazy expensive. But a lot of times you can do pay-as-you-go, pay-for-use. So pretty much pay-as-you-go, meaning that, okay, I only use 10 gigabytes of information or 10 gigabytes of resources. I was only on there for an hour, and then they would charge you for that time. Or it may be charged by capacity, or it may be a lease. Okay, I'm going to have this web server for an hour or a month or a week, or it may be a standardized contract that says, okay, you can have these web servers from these from eight to five, for six months, so on and so forth, okay? Now when it comes to cloud servers, you have a few different options when it comes to how they're deployed. When you deploy a cloud server, you can do it in a couple different ways. So one is a public cloud, and pretty much that's self-explanatory, meaning that anybody that has a internet connection can connect to that cloud. So that would be Dropbox, Google Drive, Netflix, those types of things will be considered public clouds. Now the inverse of that would be the private cloud. That's what you mostly use for organizations, meaning that everybody that works at IT Master Key or Master IT has access to this cloud. Everybody else does not have access to this cloud. Alright, so public, everybody, private, somebody. Now there's also a mixture or a hybrid version of this where people have access to everything. So there's a part of the cloud that's public and there's also a part that's private that only members of the organization and selected personnel have access to. Now last but not least, let's go over a few components or features or expectations when it comes to cloud computing and cloud servers. Right, again, when it comes to cloud servers in the cloud, there's certain expectations. So the cloud should be elastic or have elasticity. What that means is that at any time I should be able to increase or decrease resources, right? Meaning that, okay, maybe I have a higher workload today. Let me put a few more GPUs on here, graphic processor units, but let me put a little bit more storage on here. Let me put a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that, right? So if a cloud has elasticity, I can do that whenever I want to. So when I need more resources, I can get them, when I need less resources, I can do that as well. The most important part of that is because organizations don't wanna pay for things that they're not using. Remember we said before, things uh, may be pay as you go, especially if it's pay as you go, or it may be pay by the hour. If you're getting paid by the hour, you don't wanna get clocked for hours that you're not even using those servers. Make sense? All right, next up, you wanna make sure that the cloud has scalability that is scalable. Elasticity is more worried about right now, what's going on right now. Scalability is more worried about what's gonna go on in the future. With scalability, it wants to ensure that as we grow as a company, as we add more resources, we can actually make sure that everybody's performance stays the same and stays consistent. Last but not least, which is super important is availability. The cloud needs to be available. You need to have as much availability as possible. 99.9999999% of the time, people need to be able to click on a cloud 
and make sure whatever they need access to, they have access to. And we're gonna talk about ways to improve availability, or we are gonna talk about ways to improve availability later on in this uh, course. Hey gang, you made it through your first lecture with me. After this, go ahead and knock out the quick quiz and go on to the next lecture.